Metricast. If you have ever felt crazy right before your period and right before you bleed, you feel like you have no idea what's going on, why you feel out of control, everything is the worst. If you're wondering why sometimes you are full of energy and ideas and why sometimes you just want to curl up in a ball and cry. And if you want to know how understanding all of this can actually keep you from burning out and helping you to understand yourself, live really in tune, then this episode with Cree is for you. It is so good. I'm Melissa Lyon-West, and on Permission to Live, you're going to hear powerful stories of women who turn their midlife crisis into a badass life. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly that comes when you finally say yes to yourself and why it is always worth it. These stories from women just like you are messy, honest, and 100% unfiltered. We'll be dropping new episodes every Wednesday where we interview women who found the courage to take a big, scary step towards their dreams, the things that they would have done differently, and how it looks on the other side. Cree Anaya Cox, holistic womb educator, cycle mentor, and Arvigo practitioner, teaches women how to live life in sync with their natural rhythm and flow. She's on a mission to liberate women from external systems of control. Yes through education, inspiration, and empowerment. She inspires women to reclaim their power within by teaching them lifestyle practices to make menstrual cycle awareness a way of life. She has fallen madly in love with herself and lives her entire life in sync with her feminine nature and menstrual cycle. But she started her journey having no concept of self-love, being incredibly self-conscious and insecure in a way that was debilitating and disconnected from her deepest self. This is her story. Cree, thank you so much for coming on. I met Cree at a cycle awareness event, all different types of cycles in the body. And when I heard you speak, I was like, yes, this is so powerful and important. And I just want to, yeah, I want to know how you got here, especially, you know, you're saying you grew up really self-conscious and insecure. That resonates deeply with me. And yeah, I'd love to just dive in and your story. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited for this. And um, I guess to kind of start back at the beginning per se, um, my parents divorced at a young age when I was like two or three years old. My mom, and it was just me and my sister and my mom and dad and um, had a good relationship with both of them. My mom got remarried when I was about seven. And with that came four other step siblings and a stepdad. And we used to joke growing up because our house would be pretty chaotic sometimes. And we used to joke like, it's like the Jerry Springer show. And it was like back in the 90s when Jerry Springer was a thing. And we all found it comical. And it was just like kind of normalized because that's what home life is. That's just what you know. And so you find a way to cope with it and be with it. And So having that foundation, I was really self-conscious and insecure growing up. And I remember in high school, in class, we had this assignment that we were given where we were given a paper with this headstone on it. And we were supposed to write a little eulogy about what people would say about us. And I had the paper sitting in front of me and I completely froze like a deer in headlights. And I literally could not think of anything. and. That is something that I always remember because I was like, wow, I was like literally frozen in fear and so debilitated by feeling insecure and self-conscious and not really having any internal self-dialogue of positivity. And one of my girlfriends at the time, she's like, she noticed and she's like here and she started writing some things down, but like I couldn't even hear it. I couldn't take it in because there was such this like strong insecurity present and Um, what really started to turn that around was when I was 18, I did a nine day retreat with my family called the awakening. And it was a deep dive into like self work. It was my first taste of it. I didn't know anything about that kind of stuff before. And it was looking at some really uncomfortable things and ultimately turning things around and showing how we're accountable for everything in our life. And how much we're like our parents and there's like ancestral work and all of these other things that was really profound and that really helped to open things up for me. And then following that, the same organization, I ended up signing up for a nine month program where you pick a goal to focus on 
and you have a small group that you're with and we would meet once a month, sometimes twice a month. And there are a bunch of mini workshops in it. And my goal was to know self-love because I had no concept of what that was. And so the whole nine months was customized around me getting to know myself and falling in love with myself. Like, what do I actually like to wear? What do I like to eat? What do I like to listen to? Because I would be like so scared. Like I remember in junior high getting ready in the bathroom in the morning and I'd have a song turned up really loud and I would be like really into it. And then this thought would come in of like, well, what if someone from school walked in and heard this and I turn it way down because I'm like, I don't know if they're going to like it. So I've been like, had been plagued by this really strong fear of what people think of me a lot of my life. And it's been a process of dismantling it. But by the end of that nine month course, I was in tears at graduation because that was the first time that I could really taste self-love. And I remember mm-hmm. showing up at graduation, wearing something that felt so good and just like, wow, like I could actually for the first time in my life say that I love myself and have a direct feeling with that. That's such a huge shift from like, so in the beginning you said you, this was not like a part of your home culture or your community, this, like this like spiritual work or or deeper self-work. And you're just like deep dive all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I definitely uh, like resonate when you're saying you're trying to do something and then this thought comes in, what are they going to think? And that can shut everything down. Yeah. I feel like that was the first 30 years of my life. And I know that so many people struggle with that. So in this process, this nine months of falling in love with yourself, what did that look like? Like, how did you go from, I can't hardly function choosing what I want to just this joyful version of yourself. Yeah, well, I'm definitely feeling to share that it's been a continual ongoing journey that the journey of self love never stops, it just continues to deepen. And that I still have times where I get completely debilitated by what people think, especially when it comes to like sharing my work with the world and putting myself out there. And I have a much better relationship with that now. And I can kind of override it, but it still is present and it does show up cyclically. And so during that time, there was a lot of hard conversations and things that I had to do, um, particularly in like, I would be encouraged. Like I remember one time there was this guy that I was into developed a crush and there was like how it played out. Like it, it just communication wasn't good. There was these different things. And because I had the support and I had this group, I was practicing like really using my voice. And so they were encouraging me like, you need to make a phone call and you need to express exactly how you feel. And that was like the scariest thing to me to do. And I literally, like I started kind of like integrating crystals into my life more and smudging and different things like that. So it took me like a good 10 to 15 minutes to even prepare. And I was like trying to ground and like calm myself down and think about what I was going to say. And then once I did it, the feeling that came after was really liberating. I was like, whoa, okay, that was really scary. But now I've said what I needed to say. And now that I've said what I've needed to say, I'm less attached to the outcome and what happened because I've expressed what I feel and where I'm at and what I need. And if that's not met, then I can continue on. But it's like without doing that, it just like keeps me in this state of fear and uncertainty and not feeling good enough. It really like generally or yeah, generally speaking, like has me more in the energy of wound coming from Mm. that place. And that's something I've really been working on over the years is is noticing what's wound and what's my authentic self and where I'm operating from within that. Yeah, I, I think having the support is so important, especially in the beginning when you're like, I don't know if I can do this. That is so scary. I don't know. But then you do it and you're like, oh my God. One, I survived. Yeah. Two, I feel so much lighter and I feel like it's okay to be a little bit more myself. And then I think what you said is so important. This is something, I mean, just today, I I have had to remind myself, like this version of myself is beautiful and it's, there's no shame. There's no, you know, everything about me is okay. And I've been doing this work for seven years now, right? Like, yes, it's just, I think, you keep going deeper because you keep evolving. You keep changing. And so it's not like you, there's a static person that you're like, okay, I love this person and I'm done. Because the next day, 
there's a new version, right? There's, or like you're saying, like, I loved how you like snuck in it's cyclical. So yes, let's, let's definitely talk (laughs) about that because I mean, this is your whole work. And just to give you a little bit of background from where I came from, we never talked about this. I mean, the woman's body was so shameful in my growing up years. I had to steal a book from the library about like my changing body or something like that. I read it under my bed when I was like 13 or 14. So like no pre-education, right. To coming into this. Then during, it was just this like heavy burden that I was like, God, why do I have to like have this? I hate this so much. Then fast forward 10 years and I learned how powerful it is and like connecting with that energy and oh, it's a game changer. It's a game changer when you understand how powerful your cycle is. So I know I kind of just skipped over it a little bit, but like, I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is an absolute game changer and you're so not alone. Those stories and types of experiences for women's introduction to getting their first menses is exactly that. So in some of the courses and circles that I do, we talk about blood stories. Like there's this whole little ritual, actually. It's not just talking about it. It's like a ritual of sharing the story and then washing yourself clean of the emotions and the experience. It's a process that I learned from one of my mentors, Diana Lam. And it, I just love to incorporate it into the work that I do because most women that are coming, they're you know at least 20 plus, but 20, 30, even some into 40s. Because I generally work with women who are like in their cyclical years still. And um, the stories that come out, it's just like there's so much shame, embarrassment, guilt, women not even telling their parents until a year into it, sneaking tampons, like being so deathly afraid to even say that they started their period. And essentially, even if they do talk about it, it's like, well, you can use a pad or a tampon. Good luck. Let me know when you need more. And don't talk about it anymore. There's no understanding. There's no foundation. And it's just where we're at, right? It's like our mothers didn't know, their mothers didn't know. And it just goes on down the ancestral line. And I'll reference a lot to like, you know, women and mothers, but this is important for everyone to know, for partners and children. And it's just like, that's part of my mission is really to interweave this into our homes and the fabric of our society. So those stories become more and more rare. And it's more of an experience of how guided and mentored our young women are coming into this rites of passage. Yes. I remember in your class, because by the time I had, I had met you, I had incorporated a lot of this like powerful language and understanding of my cycle and how it affects me and my work. And, but you had said something about speaking that out in our homes so that other people, our children, our partners understand and that was so powerful to me. And I remember uh, a couple of weeks later, I was laying on the couch, steering my bleed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take it easy right now. I don't have a lot of words that I want to use right now. Can't go ask yet. And, they, and it was just like, yes, it was this beautiful acknowledgement of what I was experiencing, but that it wasn't shameful. It wasn't a secret. And then they were able to ask questions. Not that time because I told them to go away, but, <laughs> but they, it, it opened up a dialogue. And yeah, I love that. I love the taking the veil away from something that is meant to shame us. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the reason that we're all here is because of the menstrual cycle. And so we should just be able to talk about it in everyday normal conversation without getting like weird and squeamish and uncomfortable or just like, oh, that's a woman's thing or, or it's just an inconvenience or whatever it is. And it's really beautiful to see when I share this information with mamas and they start to just subtly incorporate it and start to use different language. Like it's mom's moon time right now. That's not what we do. And really setting the parameters for what's acceptable and what isn't, how responsive little kids are. Like even one of my girlfriends, I was visiting them and I ended up being on my moon and she has two little boys that are full of energy and they're like, come play with us, come jump on the tramp, all these things. And I was like, I like, it's my moon time right now. I don't feel like doing much of anything. And they know that word because of what their mom has helped them establish. And they were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then just continued on. And that's what's so beautiful about it is that you could just say like one sentence like that and it's understood. Yes. And it's changed. It has such a ripple effect. Not only is it that woman taking care of herself. She's now established a safe place for you to be able to take care of yourself in her home. And then her 
children, her little boys are, are understanding how to go out and, and yeah, it just, gosh, it changes everything yeah. when we actually start to step into that. Yeah, absolutely. So I use this with my clients, especially clients who are building a business because it's so important to build a business that serves you instead of you serving it and you end up drained and burned out. And when I started building my business around my cycle and incorporating my different needs, different times, it changed, it changed everything. And I started using this with my clients and it's so cool for them to see how their cycle affects their business. And I know that you've, you've talked about this before too. And I, I think you said you will even like call your clients and be like, sorry, my women's time showed up early. I'm canceling everything today. Do you also, yeah. Do you use that within building your business? I do. Yeah. Yeah. As was said in the intro, like I literally, my menstrual cycle is integrated into every single aspect of my life. Like it would be impossible for me to not be cyclically aware, which I absolutely love because as women or female bodied beings were governed by our hormones and that statement being said, I'm sure there's multiple women that instantly go into that being a negative theme because they don't understand how to work with them and what's going on. So first and foremost, the menstrual cycle is like a built-in monthly health report card. And it's letting us know that there's underlying health conditions that are present if there's imbalances that are showing up in our bodies and our cycles. And we won't dive into that, but I just like to get that into the mind and the awareness of women because in our culture, so many women have been put on hormonal contraceptives that's completely just stopping the natural hormone production in the body and pumping it with these synthetic hormones. And it's stopping this really intelligent internal process of letting us know what's going on with our health. So just so that's in the awareness. Um, and then with basically using my cycle to plan out my life and what I do, even something as simple as setting up this podcast interview, I'm like, I do podcast interviews as much as I can or teaching or presenting or whatever it is when I'm in my spring and summer phase, because that's when my energy is more external. That's when I'm feeling the most confident. I'm not questioning myself. I'm not coming up against the inner critic telling me how I'm failing in all aspects of my life that comes up in the luteal phase. I'm just in a confident space. Estrogen is higher. So I'm able to speak more clearly and eloquently and all of these things. It's just like working with the hormones with what they're best designed to support us in doing. And so it's knowing when to be in a more expansive outward, really asserting yourself into the world type of energy. And then when your energy is naturally going to start to retract and go inward and you need more time to rest. And for me, it, it's been a process. Like it, I've been really intentionally working with this for five or six years to the extent that I am now. And when I first started, it would be like I would schedule one day off during my bleed. And then I realized that wasn't enough. And then it got up to two and then three. And now I'm like, maybe I need like a week. (laughs) And not where I'm like not doing anything, but it's where I'm not putting my energy out externally. I'm not showing up for clients. I'm not showing up and doing things for other people. I'm really tuned into my internal realm and landscape and moving much more slowly. And it's it just changes everything through doing that because it's like all of life lives and breathes in this natural expansion and contraction. And that's what the menstrual cycle is doing. We're expanding and contracting throughout the month. So when we can learn to sync up with those forces and know how to adapt and what skills best fit in each phase, then we set ourselves up for success. And it really takes out that questioning of like, what's wrong with me? And it's just like, I know exactly what's going on. Like, I'm questioning absolutely everything because I'm a day out from bleeding and all of my hormones have dropped. And I'm like at this threshold of beginning the next cycle. And I'm like having to release a bunch of stuff and things that are not serving me are in my face right now. And it's really uncomfortable. So it doesn't like stop that kind of stuff, but it brings awareness to it. So you can have more compassion with yourself and be more gentle with yourself and know that it's just a phase and it will pass. Yes, I love that because- Right. It doesn't change who you are. It just helps you understand who you are. Yeah. I I was talking to somebody recently and I was saying the things that come up right before our bleed, that's this time we've been told, we've been given this story that we are unstable, we're too emotional, don't listen to her, she's on her period, like she's PMSing, like all of these negative things around what we're feeling and what's coming up. 
But once you realize like this is such a a important part of your cycle, it's such a tender part where these things are coming up and saying, okay, it's time to like pay attention. And yes, maybe I need to write them down and wait a few days to actually address them. But just because they come up then doesn't mean they're not important. They are important, right? Like that's a, like a really beautiful time in your in your cycle where these things are saying, please pay attention to me. And it's either like, it's time to release or is it time to change or, or reposition things in your life? And then when you put that into your business as well, which your life and your business, like it's all combined, right? Like when you're, when you're building something. So yeah, I love that, that concept of not changing anything, but understanding and having compassion for every part of your cycle and, and who you are and how you show up in, in all of those parts. Yeah, absolutely. And I would dare to say that the themes that come up in the luteal phase, or for those who don't know the term, the premenstrual phase, the very iconic time of PMS that gets disregarded, like you said, of like, oh, it's just PMS. Don't take her seriously. Um, I would say it's one of the most important times of the cycle to pay attention to what's coming up because the the veil between the inner and outer world is getting more and more thin. As soon as ovulation is complete and the egg is no longer viable in the body and we enter into that luteal phase, each day it's like the descent into our internal realms and we can't hide from things anymore. And that is what I call truth time. Now, it's really important to not get reactionary in this state because it's not always the surface thing that first comes up. Sometimes you have to do a little digging and distilling to get to what is the deeper truth. But this is where we can't hide from what's the most true for us. And it's a built-in system to let us know what is not in alignment in our lives for us to continue to move forward into the next best version of ourselves. So it's incredibly important. And I also encourage um, conversations, important conversations, not necessarily to be had during this time, because when you're in a distillation process, you need to wait until the energy lightens and shifts and you feel more clear on what's coming in. And that's the design of the menstrual cycle. So it gets kind of like it can get kind of uncomfortable in that luteal energy because you can't hide from what's going on anymore. And there's certain things that if you have been working a job for the past 10 years that you hate and you're in a relationship that's failing, but you're still holding on to it, all of that is going to come up to the surface and it can seem really intense, but it's your internal guidance system saying, hey, guess what? You can live a better life. You don't have to keep doing this anymore, but you have to let this go in order to create space for that thing to come in. So the more clear we can get and allow for this distillation process to happen, so many women talk about how like that one to three days prior to bleeding is actually the most intense point of their cycle. And then it's like the bleed starts and it's like this pressure relief valve. It's like, thank God I can do this again. And some of it is because like estrogen slowly starts to kick in again. It's a slow build at the start, but it's on the more of like the spiritual alchemical side of it. It's like we've made it to that point of release and now we get to let go. And then as we let go and our womb physically releases the blood and material that's inside of it, it then creates space for clarity and insight to come into us. But we have to clear the space to receive the messages. Oh, yes. Yeah, so like if, <laughs> if you could see the if you could see me on screen, I'm just like shaking my head. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> this is this is why I think it's so hard for women to embrace this is because if you have been disconnected from this truth and disconnected from your body, and then you start to pay attention and you're like, holy fuck, this is intense. Are you kidding me? Like all this stuff that's been coming up right before my bleed, I've been telling myself that I'm just, you know, out of my mind, too emotional, but now I'm supposed to pay attention to that. That I feel like that can be so overwhelming in the beginning. Because as you're like tuning into your body and what it's saying, and it's like, okay, shit, I am in this job. I'm in this relationship. I'm in, you know, whatever it is that my body doesn't feel safe in. And it's using this time to bring that up. Yeah. So what would you say to women who are like, okay, I'm going to like pay attention. I'm going to start like tapping into my, my energy during, you know, what's coming up. What would you say if it felt too overwhelming? Um, if it feels too overwhelming, reel it back a little bit. Um, and the, the first thing is we need to broaden the lens because our 
our culture trains us into a linear way of being. And we're not linear beings, we're cyclical beings. So it really invites us into a space to allow more spaciousness into processes to take form in our lives. So even if you're like, okay, I'm going to start paying attention and you realize all the things that you've been neglecting, you don't have to go and fix them right away. It's first of all, just bringing awareness of like, okay, for this cycle, for this luteal phase, I'm going to stop denying and avoiding what's coming up and pretending like I'm just crazy and disregard it as PMS. And I'm going to journal every day about what I'm noticing coming up. And that's it. Just notice, just witness it, just observe it. And just the act of observing a thing and speaking to it and giving it a voice oftentimes makes it feel way less scary. You're like, oh, that's the thing I've been avoiding. It's really not that bad. That's not a big deal. So I would say that's the first thing. And in the book, The Wild Power, which is a phenomenal book, which I highly recommend all women to read, it talks about making a 1% change each cycle. So you don't want to get this information and try and implement all of these changes right away. Like you're setting yourself up for failure. We already as humans in this day and age, we have so many things that we're putting our time and energy and attention towards that unless you're really in the space to like make a massive quantum leap, do it. But for most of us, we need to just do small incremental changes that are easily digestible. Like maybe, you know, like with the luteal phase, premenstrual phase, that's where you're really paying attention and you're just journaling and you're giving yourself permission to be more gentle and less, or to be, yeah, more gentle and less judgmental of yourself. And then say for moon time, say maybe you're a woman who just carries on business as usual. You don't stop. You don't slow down. You don't talk about it. Maybe you pop Advil or something because you get cramps. How about you move slower? If something doesn't absolutely need to be done, you don't do it. And instead of tending to and doing all the things, you give yourself more permission to take pauses in the day. You sit down on the couch. Maybe you have a cup of tea and you lay there for 30 minutes and do nothing. And you take that time to feel into your body and to tune into your womb and to just start to pay attention and to notice what's going on. Because ultimately, the menstrual cycle itself is inviting us into a deep state of presence and listening and teaching us how to cultivate a relationship with ourselves by being present. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, everything you're saying is very much the the feminine energy that they care like rather than this masculine drive forward i have to fix it i now know something new how can i make myself better i love this just like take a breath just pay attention you don't have to fix yourself you don't have to change everything like how can you just do this like you said like one percent caring for yourself in a different way that's beautiful Yeah. Yeah. The menstrual cycle is what has taught me more about feminine energy than anything else. And it has, it contains both feminine and masculine traits in it. Like the menstrual cycle is the life cycle. The menstrual cycle is a macro cycle or micro cycle of the macro cycle of the earth and the cosmos. Like we live in a cyclical universe. So just like the earth goes through its seasons, we're going through our inner seasons and like the earth seasons, the winter is the most yin feminine time of the year. It has the most feminine characteristics. The summertime is the most young or masculine time of year. So we have an inner winter and an inner summer. And so when you start to orient yourself to your menstrual cycle, you realize that there's a more yin time of requiring feminine energy and like going internal. And then there's a more yang, masculine, exert yourself out into the world and be more linearly focused because the brain is wired for it during that time. I think that is the key. So I'm I'm thinking like within business right now, I think that is the key to not getting burned out. Absolutely. Like, like, like you said, like I, okay, so I had a meeting, I'm doing podcasts, like right now where I'm in this, like, forward movement, like this outward movement. And then in a few weeks, I'm like, okay, what needs to, what can I pair out? What can I calm down? What can I get rid of in my business? that's no longer serving me rather than what I think we see in our society is this constant forward movement. And when we, as women step into that and say, okay, this is how things are. This is the system we've been given. This is what we have to work within. We're just constantly moving forward all the time, every day, exactly the same. 
And then a few years in, we're like, what the fuck? Why am I so exhausted? Why do I not even want to get out of bed? <laughs> right. And so I think when we have this opportunity, because I talk to a lot of women and I work with a lot of women who are building businesses and trying to find their true authentic self in expressing, you know, through that. And I think part of it is coming back to this integral part of ourselves that's saying there's a time for, there's a time, right? Summer growth, expansion. And then there's a time for like rest and inward, inward um, retrospection, I guess. And I think, yeah, I think that's such a, a key for women to not get burned out. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it is the key. Okay. All right. The key. I love it. For women who are on some form of hormonal contraceptive, hormonal contraceptives change things. It, it interrupts that natural rhythm and process. And I'm very careful when I speak about that, because for some women being on hormonal contraceptives as a form of birth control is one of the best things for them to do in their lives. And if that's what they need to do, then that's what they need to do. And I think it's important for women who are maybe a little more on the fence, don't feel like it's necessarily the right thing for them to know that if they're listening to this and they're on hormonal contraceptives, their experience of trying to tune into their cycle is going to be different because ultimately the cycle, once again, is governed by hormones. If you're taking hormonal contraceptives, it's interrupting your hormone production. So therefore your cycle is somewhat hijacked in a sense with these artificial hormones being in your body instead. So it, in some of my courses, when women have started on some form of hormonal contraceptive, usually throughout they end up coming off. Um, it's harder for them to orient exactly where they are in their cycle. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense and something to be aware of wherever our listeners are, right? Like wherever they are in their, in their hormonal journey, I guess you could say just, yeah, to understand that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So in the beginning, we were talking about acceptance, self-love, this like debilitating constant thought of what other people are thinking about us. How have you seen the deeper understanding and the deeper entunement? Entunement? Is that a word? I don't know. I'm going to use it. It works for now. <laughs> uh, becoming more in tune with your cycle. How have you seen that affect how you think and feel about yourself? It's funny to think about this just popped into mind. So before, before I had the integrated awareness of the cycle that I do now, I remember quite a few years ago, I was going through some old journals and there would be these moments where I noticed this pattern throughout my journal. And at this point, I wasn't tracking the phases. I don't think I even knew about the phases at this point. And I was reading through my journals and it would go back and forth to like, life is so amazing. There's all of these good things happening. I'm so inspired in this and that. And like it would progress through the month. And especially as I got closer to my bleed, it was just like, I don't know what's going on in my life. Like I'm questioning this and that and all these things. And I was like, oh my God, like that was playing out all the time, probably has been playing out ever since I got my first period. And I never realized it because no one told me about it when I was young. And so I started a practice of my cycle tracking is just like integrated into my day-to-day -day journal. And every time I do any kind of journaling, I'm writing down what day I'm on. And I also color code for each phase. So it's really easy for me to go back and reflect and see like, oh, what did I write last moon time? Oh, it's in red. Okay. Um, so the awareness of the phases and particularly the effects of luteal and what can come up in the luteal phase, this is the most commonly misunderstood phase and realizing that what comes up is the inner critic comes out really loud at this time. And one thing that I've found, like part of my mission is how can I find the joy and the beauty and the bliss in the luteal phase, because it's not exempt from that phase. And one thing that's come through over the years of like, oh, the luteal phase is to show me if I'm in alignment or not. If I'm not in alignment with my soul's path, the luteal phase is really uncomfortable. Or if I have a next deep level of healing come up, like this last fall, I ended up going through a couple month mini dark night of the soul. And the real energy was really intense. But again, it's because it was clearing space for this next evolution of self. So with the luteal phase, it's really important to understand how to navigate that. 
And what the inner critic is doing is essentially it's challenging us to say, are you going to back down and are you going to stop moving towards the life of your dream because of these fears and insecurities and different things that are present? So my take on the luteal phase now is these things are coming up to show me the limiting beliefs that are preventing me from moving forward in the way that I want to move forward. So that helps me to redirect my energy. And sometimes you literally just need to tell that energy to fuck off. Like, no, I do not have space for you. No, that's not true. And that's where it's important to realize don't keep trying to push forward and do all the things that you were doing in your summer energy. You're a different person when you're in luteal. And for me, I have to remind myself every cycle. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like really excited about doing all these things five days ago, but kind of need to cancel some appointments. And then as I get more into it, things become like a very hard no, like brakes are being pushed hard. No, I don't have the capacity for anything other than what's right in front of me. So taking that time to realize what each individual self needs helps us have more self-compassion, which I think automatically being able to be more gentle with ourselves and have that self-compassion automatically helps bring in that energy of confidence and self-love because we realize like, no, it's okay. It's okay that you feel these way, this way. All humans do. We all go through it, but you don't have to feed into it. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Every month I feel like, okay, I'm going to get it. I'm, I'm not going to be tricked or I'm not going to forget. <laughs> and then this is just this last month. I, it was like three or four days before my bleed. And I was like, I am a failure. I can't believe I thought I could build a business. Nobody's ever going to hire me again. Everyone who has hired me, is going to like, you know, call and like cancel. Just like everything is the worst. Everything <laughs> is terrible. And it just, I don't know what, I think I was talking to my coach and she was like, okay, there seems to be some manic energy here. And as soon as she said that, I was like, oh my God, like I have forgotten again. All right, take a <laughs> breath, go make some tea, like put yourself down for a nap and just like remembering, okay, this is, this is right. This is all of the fears and insecurities showing up. And I love that, like that, the way you put it, like, are, do you still want this? Are you still like showing up for it? And then being like, okay. I can just breathe. This is not, this is not, you know, all the truth. This is a lot just coming up and it helps me to just relax. Right. And say like, okay, I don't need to make any decisions right now. I should probably, especially not make any decisions. Yeah. <laughs> let me write it all down and let me wait a week and then go back and read what I said. And I actually think I, I got that from you when you were like, all, everything that's coming up is really important. And I had acknowledged that. But then you said, write it down. Don't try to feel like you have to like deal with it right then. Write it down and come back to it in a week when you're in that different like spring energy. Yeah. And yeah, I think for me at least, understanding what where I am, what my energy is, helps me to love who I am and not judge who I am based on what other people say you're supposed to be, you know, this constant, the same thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that because that happens for me almost every cycle. And like I said, I'm five or six years into this and somehow I get this slight amnesia every phase. I'm reminding myself what it's like to be in that phase. Like even as I started to enter into spring, when I start to hit day like six or seven is when spring energy really comes in for me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. I love being a cyclical being. And I'm like, oh yeah, this happens every spring. And I have a very similar thing. Almost every single deep luteal, those few days prior to bleeding, it's just like, that's the time that women are most likely to feel like the biggest failure in their lives. And we have to regularly remind ourselves because like, I'll, I'll think about like things I'm trying to do where just a week or two prior, I had endless energy to exert myself out into the world and have sessions and make phone calls and do all the things. And sometimes even just the thought of it, I'm just like, I, I can't. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm a failure. Like, who am I to even think I could do any of this kind of stuff? I should just give it all up now and blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's really just like whiny. Yes. <laughs> and so ridiculous. 
And will try to convince us that the whole world feels that way about us too. And And it's always going to feel this way. It's never going to change. No. It's only ever going to be this way. Yeah. And so that's why it's like, okay, don't try and exert yourself into your business. Don't try and start new things right now. If you absolutely have to put an email or something out, like recognize the state that you're in and do it anyways. But if it can wait, wait, if you're launching a course or like trying to draw on clients, don't do it during that time because you're not (laughs) going to be in a magnetic state to draw the energy in towards you. And just like take some time off for self-care. Go for a walk, drink some tea, lay down and do nothing. Like this is where it's like a built-in break starts to come in. And then that gives us the alignment with the spring energy when it starts to come in to really exert ourselves and move forward again. So it's a big adaptation to come into a cyclical way of living in a world that is very linear. And we essentially, especially as female entrepreneurs, have to be the pioneers in that. Yes. Yes. Most of the people who, most of my clients are starting their own thing because as they're becoming aware of what they want, and even if they don't understand this part, just this, there's so many systems that are created against us. And when you try to work within that, it just, it burns you out. Yeah. But when you can start to say, okay, I'm coming into the, you know, I'm coming towards my bleed. I'm, I'm not going to have a lot of energy. I'm going to have all of these thoughts. I am not going to schedule a class or I'm not going to like schedule a podcast. I'm not going to, and all that outward energy, I'm not going to do that this week. Knowing it's okay to rest. Because if I allow myself to rest in a week, I'm going to have this new, you know, this flood of energy and ideas and I, it's okay. It's coming because before I understood this, I thought, oh shit, like this is the end of the road. I'm never going to have another good idea. I'm never going to feel good again. I'm never going to, I'm never going to want to talk to anybody ever again. And now, even though it's not like, you know, it's, I have to remind myself and I still have to feel those feelings. I know and I just, I, I was talking about this today. I try to think of everything as waves because for me, I, I can get a little overwhelmed feeling like this is it. Whatever the feeling is, this is it forever. And I'm like, okay, this is a wave, right? Like this is just right now, allow myself to rest, take all the baths, take all the naps, drink all the tea, have everybody else do all the work in the house. It's coming, it's coming. And that is, it's beautiful. And I will be ready for it. And I, and I think it takes, for me at least, it takes some of the, anxiousness a little bit away so that it's where I don't feel like, okay, yeah, this is it. I'm I'm never going to have a good idea again. Yeah. Yeah. It helps to ease it because you understand like now it's just not the time for that. Like I'm shifting gears. I'm entering into this different internal season and what it's asking for is rest. And something I want to speak to with that for women who are like, okay, I'm going to give this thing a try. Don't be surprised if guilt comes up. If you feel guilty for laying around and doing nothing. If you feel guilty for having other people in your house do things for you, like there's some things that I had to work through for multiple cycles. I remember like I would tune into my body when I first really started allowing myself to rest during moon time. And it just wanted to lay there in the most like lazy slouch positions. And I'd like sit on a chair for a while and then I'd go like get a drink and then I'd like curl up in a ball on the floor and like maybe do like a child's pose and then like end up back in a ball on the floor. But while I was doing that, there would be these tapes in the background telling me that I'm lazy, that I'm unproductive, that I'm not getting anywhere and who am I to rest and all of these other things that I feel like is just societal conditioning. And maybe even some of us have had parents that directly said those things But I just remember one time I was sitting there and that tape was playing, but I was still just like listening to my body. And then all of a sudden this like just really clear insight came in and I was like, oh, this is actually the most productive thing that I can be doing right now. So when you start to look at cyclical living, productivity looks different in each phase. And that's a way that we can really start to optimize the energy that's available. So that's like a little mind trick. If those voices and things start to come up, if you're like trying to give yourself permission to rest, this is something many of us have to learn how to do is giving permission to rest without feeling guilty. And we have to prove ourselves. So it's a journey and it's a process and it can take months and multiple cycles to feel more and more okay with it. 
And now I don't even question it at all. I'm like, oh, moon time. I know what to do. (laughs) Absolutely love it. Yeah. I think understanding that what we live in, this culture that we live in, it's built by the patriarchy, white supremacy, capitalism. Like all of those systems are created to destroy women and minorities. Like that is the purpose of them. And so when you start to tap into who you are designed to be, that goes against that system. And so I, for me, it helped understanding like, okay, this is, oh, there's that story that they tried to, you know, they gave me for 30, 40 years. Okay. There it is. It's coming up. I want to rest. And I feel like I'm a lazy failure because I know I should be, you know, producing. Oh, there's that story. And yes, like knowing, knowing that it's coming, I think is really so important because you can like prepare for it. Like, oh, yep, there's that, there's that feeling of guilt because yeah, we've been taught by society and our parents and we have believed it. We've told ourselves that, that we can't rest, which Mm -hmm. is bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And like, yeah, like if if you think about like, you would never try to plant a garden in the winter. That's that's a ridiculous (laughs) thought, right? You're like, of course not. The ground is resting. It's like replenishing and it's, And, you know, and then the spring, you're like, okay, I'm getting excited. I'm like starting to plan. I'm starting to get my garden plants together. And then in summer, you're just like full force, all the growth, all the, you know, expansion. And when you think about it that way, you're like, wait a second, I'm trying to make myself expand and do what I'm supposed to be resting. Like I can't plant a garden in the winter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look at the menstrual cycle as we have essentially four different versions of ourselves, and there's overlap and they all kind of bleed together. And to circle back a little bit to the journey of self-love, a big piece of that has been dating myself essentially and getting to know myself and to know what my likes and dislikes are and to notice like what would come up in my process of really liking a thing and then pretending not to and realizing that what was behind that was the fear of what other people were going to think about me. And like, oh, well, I can just like this thing because this is what I like. So with becoming more cyclically aware, there's a process of dating the four different versions of yourself. And this is also something important for men to understand in partnerships and heterosexual relationships where they're dating a woman to also get to know these four different versions of her because she's going to show up differently depending on where she's at. And the more that we can get this integrated into our consciousness and bridge it into our homes and communities, that's a way to very physically and tangibly bring in the feminine energy through understanding that. So part of this process of getting to know yourself is... We have different wants and needs and capacities depending on what phase we're in. So it's getting really intimate with what you're available in each H1 for and what you notice your natural desires and tendencies are during those. Okay. I've never thought about this way. So, I mean, confidence, I feel like comes from loving yourself, understanding yourself, understanding what makes you unique and those things that you thought were weird or different or bad, you you start to understand that they're your strengths and your magic, all of that. But I've never kind of put it together as like, okay, there's this version, this version, this version, and you know, like four different versions and getting to know each one of those. And I think, I think it's playing out a little bit in how I treat myself during it, right? So like when all those doubts come out, then I'm like, okay, yes, I understand what's happening here and I'm going to accept and love and take care of myself. But I love having the language of, like the four different parts and and discovering and understanding and loving and celebrating each one of those, you know, the summer just as much as the little phase. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I feel like we could talk for another three hours about this. This is so, this is so good. It's, I mean, like you said, it's just like so vital and integral to who we are and how not just, not just people who bleed, but honestly, anyone who interacts with anybody who bleeds, right? Like it's just, it's so far reaching. So. And now you have some beautiful offerings and teachings and classes. Um, Where can people find you and find out about your classes? So my website is my full name, Cree Anaya Cox. It's C-R-E-E-A-N-A-I-Y-A-H. And then Cox is C-O-X, CreeAnayaCox.com. That's also my handle on social media. I'm mostly just on Instagram and Facebook and just starting to get back into posting really. I 
was kind of on this two-year really deeply internal process that was influenced by some astrological influences where one of the things that it said is like you could spend 10 hours or 100 hours trying to get clear and you're not going to find clarity clarity, and you're not to be in the like day-to-day linear reality. So I tried to do it anyways for like <laughs> and it was really unsuccessful so I finally in the last like year of this two-year process decided to surrender to it so I'm really just coming up and out of that again and in the past I've taught this course called embody your flow which um just during this last moon time got a big download on how to revamp it I thought I was going to launch it this spring but I'm giving it a little more time and spaciousness I have a I'm a triple fire sign, so I can like get information and be like, it has to be done now. But I'm learning to like pause and allow for the proper timing. So I don't know exactly when that will be coming up, but it's like a deep dive into the four different phases, what's going on in the body, what's going on with the hormones, what's going on on the emotional level and on the spiritual level and really laying the foundation to be able to integrate all of these things that we've been talking about on here. It's just like really diving deep into that, how to start cycle tracking and paying attention and in a community of sisterhood, which is huge. It's like, that's one of my favorite parts of it actually is getting to hear all of the different experiences. So that will be coming out um, sometime, I would say, in the next few months. And I'll be posting about it on social media and in my emails and all of that kind of stuff. And then I do one-on-one private mentorship and consultation. So if you just really want to dive deep into things, um, that information is on my website. I love it. I love your work. I love this this whole like bringing this to light and bringing this information and this power to women. Yes. Okay. I will link all of your information below. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and all all the good juicy details you had to share with us. Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much for having me. That's all for now, but I'm going to be back next Wednesday with another awesome episode. In the meantime, if you're feeling like you're on the first half of this life-changing awakening, you're ready for action, but you need clarity because you don't know what the hell to do next, then you've got to get on my email list. That's where I talk about walking with fear, gaining confidence, and living a life that serves you. You can sign up to receive my free guide called Unlocking Your Bad Bitch Magic. In this roadmap, you get the exact steps that I use to go from scared people pleaser to a confident badass so that you can figure out your very next step. You can find it at melissalionwest.com forward slash free or in the show notes below. Okay, I'll see you back here next week. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Electric acid.